Definitely credit card debt. That's the biggest one is not to carry uh, any credit card debt if possible in retirement. That's, if you can't get all your debts paid off, I said that's the goal, I, the one debt I don't want you to carry. Uh, you should only be using credit cards out of convenience uh, or using the credit cards to build up free rewards. <laughs> and that's what I do for myself personally and through my business. I put everything on credit cards and just build up you know, a couple percent uh, rewards. I pay them off every month and sometimes twice a month. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in to the Retirement Reality Podcast. I am Ben George alongside Mike Koyanen. We got a, another good show for you in store today. We uh, we got a little bit of news we're going to we'll talk on. President Trump changing his permanent residence. What does that have to do with finance? We'll tell you in just a second. Also, managing debt and retirement planning. That is our main focus today. Do you have to be debt-free to retire successfully? We're going to talk to Mike about that. And I'll welcome him in, him in now. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Ben. How about you doing? I'm doing good. You? Everything's uh, moving pretty smoothly. How's, uh, how's everything around the office? You guys pretty busy to start off 2020? We're very busy. Um, it's the new year. We're doing tax seminars, doing education seminars on taxes, retirement planning, and um, you know, there's not much to do outside when the weather's cold and it's <laughs> snow, snowy and cold. And so, let's just put your head down and grind a little bit here. And just for a couple more months, I have a, a little bit of a break to get out some warmer weather here. Hopefully soon. Yeah, try to get off to a good start. Use that month of January. Put in a lot of work, and it pays off later in the year for sure. And if you want more information on those upcoming seminars that Mike has, especially when tax season coming around the corner, not too far out, make sure you visit them online at principalpreservationservices.com. You can also set up an in-person meeting as well. Two offices. They got one in Woodbury, Minnesota, one in Hudson, Wisconsin. You can call them at 855-987-8888. So I saw a news story uh, here recently mike and i want to get your thoughts on it because i know you guys are in that cold weather uh region of the country and oh, yeah. you know donald trump recently uh, announced that he's going to claim florida as his state of residence instead of new york and presumably because of uh, tax reasons as new york's got incredibly high tax rates but how often do moves like this make sense for your clients if they're deciding maybe to live out of state in retirement yeah, we see actually a lot of people entertaining that and taking advantage of these lower tax rates, um, you know, Arizona, Florida. But, you know, I had, um, well, let's see, up here in the Midwest, property taxes are higher, but also income taxes. So you look in the state of Minnesota, income tax rate is 7.53%, not not the lowest. Wisconsin's 594 Florida zero. So that makes a difference. I mean, you yeah. look at, you know, $100,000 and you're saving roughly 6%, 7%. That's $6,000, $7,000 a year. So I had uh, a couple come in here, both uh, retired uh, pensioners, had very strong pensions from the, you know, retired from the state, and also had good Social Security. And when they came in here, we ran the the, the scenario, what they're paying for taxes, living as Minnesota residents, and then actually moving to Florida, what the difference was. And they were gonna be saving over $800 a month. I think it was like 850 a month in just taxes hmm. uh, because of the income tax savings. And, and we get to other things too about the property taxes are typically a little bit cheaper in Florida as well. I'm not trying to get people to move away, but that made a huge impact on the retirement plan and even gave her the ability to say, hey, if I want to come back and, 
and see my grandkids once a month and buy a $300 plane ticket, um, I'm still coming out ahead. And so, um, yeah, because state of Florida, they make up, where do they make their money? Tourism. You know, people are flying to Florida all the time, hotels, restaurants, you know, attractions, and they make their their money up through the tourism part of that. So that's why they're able to not have to have the, uh, you know, the income taxes like that. So it does make a huge impact. It's a, especially if you're waffling and, and even if you're 40% time in Florida and 60% time in Minnesota or Wisconsin, you might want to extend another couple months just to get your, your residence there over six months so you can actually claim your residence there. It'll save you a lot of money in taxes. Something to talk about with your advisor, go through all those different options and, and what benefits you might have for moving. Uh, but you got to be comfortable with where you live too. So another factor to consider, but definitely a conversation you want to have with a professional as you're trying to figure out what's your best option in retirement. Our main topic today is on debt. And when you head into retirement, do you need to be debt free to be successful? I mean, that's everybody's goal, obviously, but not everybody can get to that point before retirement. So are you okay to carry some of those balances beyond your working years? Uh, There are many opinions about the best way to handle debt and retirement planning. So we're going to tackle some of those on today's show. And I want to begin with a little bit of inspiration, Mike. So, you know, obviously we want to be debt-free when we head into retirement, and it gives us a lot more Mm -hmm. flexibility with our money and where we can put it. So maybe give us a story about a client of yours maybe that was able to create a a substantial amount of wealth because they didn't have any debt in retirement. Yeah, we see that a lot. It's not one story or two. We see consistently when people get live within your means, That's I think that's the biggest part is, you know, you don't have to make huge incomes to actually make impacts and huge impacts in your retirement plans. But, you know, if you didn't have, get caught in that trap of keeping up with the Joneses and I was every five to seven years upgrading your house to a bigger house to a bigger house, some people are just content with the house they had and they just focus on paying that debt off. And, you know, a lot of people have their house paid off 50, 55 years old. And then you can even make bigger strides because now your house is paid off. And now you can maximize those 401k contributions. And right now, you can, if you're over 50, you can contribute up to $25,000 a year with the catch-up. And then you get an employer match as well. Um, I just had a client just leave my office. She's between hers and her employer match is 30,000 a year is going into your 401k. So you get like, you know, eight to 10 years of maxing out those contributions. You know, you can acquire, you know, a good 400,000, 500,000 with growth in your final 10 years prior to retirement. And that's just what you did in the final 10 years. What did you do in the previous 20 to 30 years, right? So we see a lot of people who never made more than 60, 70,000 a year accumulate, you know, a million, million and a half of just grinding uh, and building up that retirement savings because of their just doing things consistently good um, and, and not carrying debt. Now, I'm not saying you, you, you have to have your house paid off, but it definitely helps. It, it gives you the ability to put those funds in other places other than uh, a house payment. Well, you said you, you see a lot of people that are debt-free, but you don't have to be debt-free before you retire, right? You can structure a plan to, to manage that debt and deal with it. Yeah, it all depends on where you're at, too. But um, we have a lot of clients. Uh, I just had a meeting here recently where the their house payment was 
geez, I think the principal and interest payment was only four twenty five, and you had taxes, insurance. It was like eight twenty five total a month. I said you can't rent a house for eight hundred twenty five dollars a month. <laughs> so if you're keeping a reasonable payment like that, a lot of times it's not going to greatly affect your retirement plan because if you were to sell your house, if you go to rent something, you're going to be paying double that just to rent something, right? A townhome or a you know or a house. So. I said that's usually not going to you know impact your retirement greatly if you have a very low payment. So sometimes, if clients see that they're not going to be able to get their house paid off in the first maybe ten years of retirement, and they really want to affect their cash flow, some clients would actually refinance their house right before retirement to get that payment to a manageable level, and just understand I'm always going to have a house payment, but it's a manageable house payment now, even though you have a lot of equity. Uh, just so you can actually enjoy retirement a lot easier without having to be nickel and diming it. So that's not a bad option as well if you're not going to get your house paid off. Yeah, well, that gets me thinking about the term good debt. I hear that a lot, you know, that Mm -hmm. there's good debt and there's bad debt. Do you believe there is such a thing as good debt? I do. I do do believe in house debt is good debt, debts that are appreciating, like, you know, house debts and investment properties and, and things like that. That's good debt. The problem is when you're, you know, retired or you know, and you're maybe in the back end of that mortgage. You have a thirty-year mortgage, and you're you're down to ten years left to pay. Well, once you get past year fifteen, now everything f- swaps. Now your payments are going mostly towards principal and interest, and every payment it just gets bigger. If you look at that amortization schedules, so the last ten years you're paying mostly principal. And very little interest, and with these, you know, tax reforms, with the standard deductions have increased the last couple of years, it doesn't have enough uh, dollars to actually do itemized taxes anymore, does it? So, unfortunately, the the good debt of having a house and before being able to write off all these these interest on the house and uh, the, you know the property taxes your standard deduction is sometimes higher than than itemizing, so you don't actually get to take advantage of that. So that that's the, the bad part of of having a mortgage on the back end, and you don't have a lot of interest to deduct, and your children are left home, so you don't have the children, uh, you know, dependent deductions anymore. So um, it's still good debt, because it's still appreciating. Uh, just don't count on you know, appreciations like we had in 2005, six, seven, where the houses were appreciating eight to 15% in this area. Um, <laughs> be a lot more conservative with those <laughs> figures in retirement. So just quickly then, you, you gave us a couple examples of, of good debt. What are just a couple examples of bad debt? I know I know most people kind of realize that, but just a couple of things you would say, do not have this debt going into retirement. Definitely credit card debt. That's the biggest one is not to carry uh, any credit card debt if possible in retirement, that's if you can't get all your debts paid off. I said that's the goal. I the one debt I don't want you to carry. Uh, you should only be using credit cards out of convenience uh, or using the credit cards to build up free rewards. <laughs> and that's what I do for myself personally and through my business. I put everything on credit cards and just build up, you know, a couple percent uh, rewards. I pay them off every month and sometimes twice a month. So uh, get the credit cards paid off. Student loans sometimes. Uh, you might have your own student loans. What we're finding is uh, some people have obligated themselves to pay their children a certain portion of their children's education. And sometimes we don't see that that uh, student loan debt getting paid off because it could be very expensive. 
Um, and those interest rates on those student loans aren't great either. No. So if you can, that would be the next debt to get rid of. You can't walk away from student loan debt. You cannot file a bankruptcy, not like a lot of people want to do that anyways. You can't even file a bankruptcy get away from student loan debt. Uh, they'll actually garnish Social Security wages uh, be, from if you default on your uh, student loan debt. So uh, take care of that as well. Now, when we go to car debts, I, I, again, car debts aren't the best debts to have as well. But when one thing I will tell people is, because a lot of people in retirement, when you're on a fixed income, they say, I'm going to take $30,000 out or 40000 out of my IRA to buy a car. And I, I have to show them the figures because... If you're at a, just say a 22% tax bracket and then just say roughly your state figures are just say 6%, you're paying almost 30% in Minnesota seven and a half. So you're about 30% in taxes. If you take out $30,000 to buy a car, you're really after taxes gonna net about 21,000. I says it's paying $9,000 worth it in interest you know, in taxes. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of these car dealerships right now, they're offering really good interest rates uh, they want business. They want more car sales. You can get zero percent. You can get you know two point nine percent financing. You're not paying a lot of interest, and the numbers are very, uh, very low. What you pay in interest. I'd rather borrow somebody else's money at thirty. You know, thirty thousand dollars of somebody else's money at you know at two percent or three percent, and make more in my my investment accounts than actually take that money out in a lump sum. So um, you can use a car debt to actually help your retirement dollars, you know, outperform the interest rate you're you're getting you're paying on your car. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. So some examples of good debt and bad debt. Uh, before I close out this conversation on debt and retirement, is is there a time that you can remember uh, working with a client to put the plan together for them? I'm sure you do it quite often to put a retirement plan together that gets them debt free in the process. Yeah, we we have, and you know, sometimes. You hope they, you give a plan, you give them uh, kind of like a prescription, like a doctor would say, in order for you to retire, you gotta do this, 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 and this. And you know, you hope for the best, but you know, our experience is that most of the time, you know, there's excuses and people don't follow that plan. But um, yeah, there's uh, a gal I can just remember from a couple of years ago, um, I gave her this prescription, this recommendation, you need to get this paid off, this paid off, you gotta do this, this, and this. And she actually listened, which when she came back a year later and she told me the progress she made, and then she came back earlier this year and showed me the more progress, and she's in a position to retire, which I was hoping she would be, but again, you have to do the work. And you gotta focus on getting that debt and actually living uh, below your means and putting all those extra dollars towards that debt, and you know, we talk about the snowball effect, getting rid of debt. Um, I share this a lot on WCCO when I'm on, on the TV a lot, but I, the focus, if you have multiple debts, we want you to focus on that smallest debt first. And so what we do is uh, we tell our clients to make all the minimum payments on all your payments everywhere, except for that smallest debt. Put as much extra that you can towards that smallest debt to get that paid off uh, as soon as you can. And when is that, that smallest debt is actually paid off, now you apply those extra funds to that next smallest debt. And it just frees up more cash flow and you're making bigger chunks and bigger chunks. And you're gonna see that progress. It actually gets gets you motivated, gets you excited because actually you see the progress when you get rid of those that smallest debt and that second smallest debt and your cash flow is increasing. And now you're making bigger strides. And within a, a short period of time, 
you can get debt free and you know personal story but my uh you know my wife and i we had years ago over a decade ago a lot of debt we had between credit cards and mistake we we did with that and, and uh, we had medical bills but within a two-year period we just hammered our debt and put every extra fund that we had towards that debt and outside of our house debt free you know so awesome. we've been debt free since uh uh, besides house you know, mortgage since uh, 2014. Um, so it's been five and a half years that we don't have to pay credit cards. We don't have to pay auto loans. We don't have to pay anybody besides the mortgage. And that's a freeing feeling, especially when some people are paying $1,000, $2,000 a month in just extra bills on top of the, the car and on top of the house, which is frustrating. Yeah, it, it really is an incredible feeling once you get some of that debt paid off. I mean, it, you just not, not to be tied down to those monthly payments is such a huge deal. And as you get close to retirement, that's what your goal needs to be. But you got to have a plan in place in order to get there. So, you know, reach out to Mike over at Principal Preservation Services. That team will help you put a plan together. They've done it before. You've heard, you heard some of the stories today on this episode. But they'll work with you to get a plan in place. Just follow those steps. They make it they make it easy by laying out the plan. The hard part is actually sticking to that process and, and putting your head down and grinding it out. Yeah, and, and one I guess maybe one last part of that last story where we helped up that client is uh, she was able to retire. So uh, fortunately, she, we put that plan in place a couple of years ago, get debt free, and it gave her the ability to actually be retired uh, this this year. So um, that was a huge a huge step and you know when you're a single person as well just to add ben is you're a single person it's a harder place for you to retire everything is on you you don't have another spouse another social security another retirement account mm-hmm. it's all on you so you actually have to do um, a more detailed planning if you're a single person then i think a couple uh, have a little bit more leniency um, than others but the good part of that story is two years ago it looked very bleak mm-hmm. two years later she's retired and she should be just fine that's awesome. That's what it's all about. It's what it's all about, and that's why Mike and his team do the work that they do to try to get you to that point and want to see you across that uh, retirement finish line, so to speak, and get you into retirement and be happy and comfortable and living the life you want to live. So don't be overwhelmed by debt. You know, Most people are dealing with it, but put a plan in place so, to tackle it and try to get debt-free by retirement or, or at least soon thereafter. So. Uh, make sure you check out Mike's website as well. A lot of resources there to help you manage your debt. Some seminars coming up. You can find all the schedule, uh, plus his book, and much more at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, thanks for the time. This is an important topic, I think, for everyone to, You're to consider. And uh, hopefully they did today. I hope so. That'll do it for us here on the Retirement Reality Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen to this episode. I'll have a new one coming out next week, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening to Retirement Reality Podcast. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.